We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We're back on the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, talking trade deadline, talking fab, talking ads and drops, talking the Mets tying the Yankees for the best record in New York. All coming up next. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Roadwire Fantasy Baseball Podcast, the Sunday night version. I am Scott Jenstead. Join us always on Sunday nights by Jeff Erickson. Please rate over the podcast. That would help us out a lot. Also, apologize. I had a great intro there, and all of a sudden I realized I was on the comments page and not the button with the little video, so my uh, my fault there. <laughs> I, was, I was like, dramatic pause here. <laughs> I, was, uh, I was not intending to be dramatic, which is rare for me. Usually I am trying to be a little bit uh, drama-filled, but uh, apologize for the little bit of a five-second delay there. Jeff, how are you this Sunday night? Good. I, you know, Pete Rose could have used that five second delay today. Why does anybody put him on the air, Jeff? Oh my gosh, he was do terrible. Not, do we not know this by now? Like, what? Nobody's surprised. Like, it's just it's so absurd. You put him on put him on any kind of broadcast ever. We are doing an, X, uh, an XFL. We're doing our monthly fab, and uh, it's a Zoom call too because it's a, it's a snake draft. Or it's not a snake draft. Yeah, it is a snake draft. Uh, but it, and we do monthly. Uh, so it wasn't even fabs. It's pickups. But anyhow, I joked that uh, you know he's. He thinks he's a lovable, dirty old man, but he's just really a dirty old man. Yeah, I think there was a time where he was still lovable, and I think that time is gone. Like, yeah, I, it was I, I really like, painful. I feel like there was even I, there was a time where I still thought he was lovable. Like, he, it's where he he's always my dad's favorite player. They have the same birthday. Like, there was always and they was like you know hustle and all that, you know grit and all that. And then got to be a point where like I wouldn't put him in the Hall of Fame. I don't want to see him get in when he's alive. I thought they put him in after he's passed, but like, I don't want to see him get the benefit of that. I don't think he deserves it. I think he's handled the whole thing terribly, you know, argue not what you want with what he did. It should be in there, but like, I just don't really want him to get the benefit of something good. He's just, he's just, you know, it's just so gross. Yeah. Uh, so it was a, a bad day for that. Um, yeah. so <laughs> it was not great, but it was, a, it was a really good day and good weekend for baseball overall. We had a lot of great stuff going. I want to stop and start with the Mets right now. Um, the Mets have buried the Braves this week. They won what four out of five um, and looked great. They had 19 strikeouts as a team tonight. It was crazy. DeGrom was just unbelievable. I mean, he looked, you know, who knows how long he stays healthy, but he looks as good as ever. There was a time, it was like in the fourth inning, someone tweeted, he had thrown, he had, he had 16 sliders that guys had swung 16 at. And he had, swing and misses. He had yep. 16 swing and misses. Like that's 
impossible. Like that just, it's just no way. And then I know you get the home run to your boy, Dansby Swanson still becoming a good call by you there, but, and then you get the, you get the trumpets playing for Diaz. He strikes out the side, just dominant. It's uh it's fun right now. I didn't think, I didn't think a month ago we talked about the Mets and the Yankees having the same record. Remember when the Mets fans hated Diaz? He, would, um, they, he had some home run issues a couple years ago, but man. And he, wildness every, issues other times. Yeah, but he, he he's awesome. Yeah, that intro pops. That it's is awesome. so fun. Yeah. It's, my it's my, so my wife and child are like, I walk in the house, they're like dancing around singing to it randomly now. So I uh, I, I made Useful. them watch it. I made them watch it tonight. It was pretty funny. Juliet got very excited by that. She loves the trumpets. So it's uh, it's fun. But I mean, I just, I can't believe it. I mean, Yankees are, Yankees are struggling. Rough Yankees week. Frankie Montas today. Uh you know, I think it was it was a long break. He got traded. He was on the bereavement list. Had a death in the family. Like a lot of stuff going on. I saw saw some Yankees fans pretty upset about that trade. I'm like, you know what? At, Nobody got one. anybody out in that game. It was twelve yeah. to nine. Yeah. It wasn't it's, just a Montas problem. Wainwright yeah. was a problem. I think the home plate umpire was an issue. Big yeah. time. Yeah. Well, Aaron Boone will definitely agree with you on that one. They was uh, yeah. he was not pleased. But yeah, between him and Rocco Baldelli today, we had some managers that were pretty uh, pretty pissed off that. Uh, the call at home plate on Sanchez was was pretty bad too, but uh, it was fun. We've got uh, we got some good races here, you know. With the A, both centrals are pretty good races. The uh, both uh, both Wests are pretty much done now. The Dodgers have fully stuck the absolute stake in the Padres weekend. I mean, it was already done, but I mean they they swept. I think the Padres had one earned run all weekend, Jeff. Yeah, it was a tough look for them, you know. But I remember last year the Padres swept the Dodgers in like in a July series or something like that. Made a big deal about it. Like they didn't, but like fan base did and all yeah. that. And then the Dodgers just pulled away and left them in the rear view mirror. But this is different. Um, the Dodgers are just so legit good. Padres are going to be fine, though. Don't, yeah, don't so worry too, right. too much about the Padres. And uh, without, without that head one to game, head, that's. Yeah, that's without scary. that one game playoff, I like the fact that you know they can get a three gamer in there. They'll get a, they'll get a real playoff series, assuming they make the wild card. I think they will. And um, you know, on that note, to Fernando Tatis uh, for your main event. Sounds like we're looking at uh, he's on his rehab assignment now. We're looking at maybe a mid August. Yeah. Um, and yeah, that that's better than the Bryce Harper news. That's the one I really need, by the way. Tatis in the Vegas league would be great. I'm sitting in fourth in that league, but I'm a parsec away from the top three. All awesome players, Batflip, uh, Posma, and Matty yeah. Wood. Um, so I, I'm closer to fifth than I am in the money. Um, but yeah, I'll need that. That'll be it'll be nice. I'm not giving up. Tr- trust me on that. But uh, same time, it, that that one's frustrating. The the main event where I'm doing better, I, I need. I really. I saw the note on Harper sometime in September, which was kind of conflicted what was said by the yeah. GM earlier. Don't and really I, know what to I believe. read that. I read that again. And like, I think it's, I, I read it more as like last week of August, first week of September, rather than like maybe sometime in September. So I think you're okay there, but you're still probably, you know, three weeks off at this point. But I saw a couple of things saying three weeks. So hopefully that's the case. Funny you mentioned your Vegas main event. My Vegas main event league is is nuts. We had forty seven pickups this week. Wow, was, that's like good. My my other main event's pretty active. You know, it's, it's some really good players in there, and it had like half the like twenty five or something. Like that. I mean, we're in August forty. I kept scrolling down. I was like, oh, I'm trying to find where my players were, and I was like, holy crap, there's a lot of ads here. I mean, it's great. There's a lot of teams that are in the mix, which you know, if it's if you get a league where there's only three or four teams that can win, uh, that tends to fall off. We have a lot of teams in the mix, a lot of good players, a lot of uh, a lot of vocal players, a lot of people in the industry. It's a fun league, but man, it's tough to get anybody when when people are picking up fifty guys a week. Yeah, and this is a big week. A lot of opportunities were kind of created. A lot of guys, you know, and the, the best part is that you're seeing guys picked up in some leagues that are dropped in others. Yep. Um, I, I love seeing that. 38, 40, 42 in my Vegas. Oh, that's, so. that's pretty darn good because my my online, I think I, I actually quick, added it quickly. But I think it was like 25 or 26 or something like that. Yeah. So, yeah, we, you're, well, you're not. We've got a lot of industry representation in mind, too. Rudy Gamble's in ours. Uh, also, uh, 
yeah, so uh, not a shock there. Uh, you know, Brockness is in the in there. So we got a lot of industry. We're just a little quieter than yours. That's yeah, there's, all. There's not many that are going to be louder than our league was. That's for darn sure. No. But uh, yeah, we had a lot of stuff at the trade deadline. Obviously, you know, some of the other podcasts hit the actual trades. But uh, we're going to talk about some of the fancy implications of pickups there. But I want to hit the Brewers real quick. Um, yeah. They traded Josh Hader and then lost five of six this week to the Pirates and the Reds. And five of those losses by two or two runs or fewer, and a couple of them were like blown late games. Like it's weird how they traded Hayden, and all of a sudden this would have been a week he would have been huge for them. They're uh, they're struggling right now. Yeah, and you know it just went over like a lead balloon in the clubhouse. And you know, you know, yeah. Do you see the Devin Williams interview? I did. That was strange. She just seemed like kind of pissed off about the whole thing. Yeah, and I get the logic behind it. I mean, Billy Bean used to trade closers all the time. Uh, usually it was in the off season or usually it wasn't at, uh, the trade deadline, but I think at least one of the Billy Taylor was at the trade deadline. If yeah, I recall correctly. But like when they were really good, like he wasn't trading Keith Folk at the deadline. Like yeah. At the peak they, of his powers. Yeah. yeah. And even Billy Koch, like they went into him with the playoffs and he was sketchy as hell at that time. You know, I think he had 10 wins that year. Cause he just kept blowing games. So then the A's would score in the ninth, but <laughs> everyone's like, Oh, he's got 10 wins. I'm like, yeah, don't read too far into that. It's always them right. saving him. But yeah, it was, it was weird timing. I do get it too. I mean, I, you know, I, I read the, comments like you know hit trading him for rogers is you know, not lateral but not far off lateral and they get some prospects and they save some money but i don't know man you get you get a hater in that back end there's something about him and williams together eight nine that makes them really tough to beat in a, in a playoff series yeah and that was the whole like concept for the brewers is they can beat you in a short series because their pitching is so yeah. darn great right now they're not in the playoffs they're, they're out they're out right now right that's 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 pretty wild they're a yep. half game behind the padres and the phillies who are won five in a row nine in the last ten um i think i saw today that the, the phillies are now close to the braves and the braves are to the mets yeah this weekend was a really rough one for the braves i mean yeah. and the thing is they were rolling too and you know they had at that did their under the radar but useful add-ons and yep. oh max scherzer and jacob Degrom. oops and, and the thing is they and their starting pitching isn't as strong i mean it nope. got exposed a little bit and, and the scary thing with the Phillies in a short series, I mean, you go uh, you go Nola and Wheeler, and they can beat anybody in a short series, especially if you get Harper back. I mean, their bullpen is who that knows. They did add David Roberts, so that's going to help some. But, uh, you know, you go Wheeler and and, uh, and Nola, you can you can win any series pretty quickly. Yeah, you can. Uh, that's true. Um, I just thought it was interesting, too, after, you know, that, you know, after the, that the hater trade, going back to the Brewers real quick, um, they didn't even use Rodgers that much. No, I think you know, he only pitched once all week, right? Yeah, unless he did, he didn't. Did he pitch today? I don't um, think he I, did. I don't remember. I was too busy trying to uh, trying to hit the drop button on him that I didn't see if he pitched today. <laughs> oh, ouch! Uh, yes, he did actually. He pitched the eighth, and he gave up the. He actually gave up a run. Uh, so I feel I feel less bad about my. Dro- I, I feel less bad about my drop now. So you did drop him. I was wondering I, what you were going to do there. I did drop him. I am. Uh, I'm pretty good in saves, and I just. If I had been like right in the mix where like two or three saves each way made a huge difference, I maybe would have thought of holding on to him. But I just, I think Williams is the guy for, I don't know, let's call it two thirds. Let's just to use a, you know, a nice roundish number, you know, two thirds mm-hmm. of the time. And it's just hard. Like at that point, like, am I, am I holding on to Rogers for three saves the rest of the way? Like, I just didn't see it really working out three or four saves. Like, and he hasn't been pitching well. His ERA is over four. He's, what, he's giving up runs now. And what it was that uh, nine of his last 14 outings or something like that. Um, I just didn't see that, but I picked up, I picked up Ian Kennedy for him who, who knows, but I at least have a good feeling about that one. Well, and here's the thing too. It's like, it's all, today's August 7th. Yeah. If you have uncertainty, I mean, what are you holding him for? I mean, there's seven yeah. weeks. So, 
And I think that goes, that goes back up. That's a good yeah. point. That goes for injuries too. Like injuries. And there's a lot, so many guys we've seen that I, I think this, you got to be really, really just a, a mercenary with injuries now, unless it's Bryce Harper or someone like that. I think that any kind of IL right now is, is pretty close to cutting unless you know, they're coming back or they're like an Uber stud. Right. I f- I'm flogging myself because we didn't drop Michael Brantley sooner. We dropped him yeah. today. Finally, he was 55% rostered this week uh, going into this week's fab. So uh, finally dropped him the day after the, maybe some point this season update. I was like, what? This didn't, this snuck up on me, Scott. I don't, I don't even remember like a major traumatic injury with this. And I don't remember any reports about this being long-term. It was like day to day. Oh, he's on the IL. Oh, it's been a month. Oh, and there's no progress. Yeah. Um, There was one like setback maybe two or three weeks ago. It was like, we don't know what's going on. I dropped him at 12 team or I probably would have done the same as you was held him at 15 because he's so good when he plays, but yeah, it's weird. I mean, they made it seem like they're really not sure he's coming back at all this year. Yeah, uh, I'm I'm announcing that I'm selling in a, a the RotoWire staff keeper league, and someone came at me with like any interest in Brantley. No, go ahead and cut him. It's okay. I'm not going to trade for the guy you're going to cut. Um, uh, Ian Anderson was also offered. Um, oh yeah, Ian Anderson demoted. He, he today. just got demoted. I mean, yeah, the thing is, Anderson was terrible this week. Uh, yeah, as you tweeted out, I think he pulled a Zambrano on everybody there. It was up eight nothing in pitch four and two thirds. There's just nothing yeah. worse. But he was really good before that. Uh, this yeah, outing before that was. So I was a little surprised they sent him down, but they did trade for Oda Rizzi. So I thought they might be doing the, hey, we're going to have six starters for a while so we can stretch out Strider and uh, write a little bit. But no, it was more like a, a, a situation there where I think they're just going to, maybe they're going to go without. Now, I haven't looked to see like what their schedule is this week yet, how many games they have. So maybe they, have they actually update. have a doubleheader Saturday. They said they're going to call him back up and be the 27th man in that doubleheader oh, and then okay. go back down and make some starts in the minors. Interesting. I think uh, if Kyle Muller hadn't gotten hit by a comeback and broke what is other his non-pitching hand, I think it would. This would have been three weeks ago. It would have been, I agree. It would have been Muller for Anderson, but now with that injury, uh, you know, Muller pitched four and two thirds in his first uh, first outing back. I think it was yesterday, but he's just not. You give it five runs, so maybe he's not just fully ready yet. But yeah, it sounds like it's gonna be Anderson on next Saturday, kind of uh, going against Miami, and then they'll they're gonna go back down because they only play they play six games this week, but they have two off days, which is kind of a, a, a tough for them to figure out pitching week. Yeah, it is. Uh, one other thing I want to ask you before we get into fab, um, the Seattle offense, I've been like back and forth. With a lot of these guys, uh, Mitch Hanergate came back this weekend. Julio Rodriguez is going to come back either Wednesday or Friday. It sounds like, uh, they suddenly get really crowded in the outfield, especially the outfield, the DH, the, the corners kind of thing. And I'm trying to figure out who's going to play where I have, I have some Mitch Hanager. I have some Kyle Lewis. Um, Jared Kelnick is up. Um, what do you think happens for now? Really? For now, I think he's gonna go. I think he's got to go back down. I mean, he hit every freaked out. He hit the one home run off cold, and you can say, I think that's his only hits to came back. So, like, is it really? I don't I have any Kelnick anymore. He was one for fourteen. He might have had a hit today. I didn't look today, but uh, uh, no, he was over four today. So yeah, he has. Uh, I think he has one hit to get come back up. That one, um, uh, two hits. So two, two for hits. two for eight. Don't diminish like the work that. Jared Kelnick's done since his call up, Scott. My, come on, how dare my, you? My supreme apologies to uh, Mr. Kelnick, but. I keep looking at Kyle Lewis and like, I see a little upside here, but I don't think he's going to play enough right now, Jeff. I held him. I had a bid in to drop him in my event. I held him one more week. I dropped him my twelves. I just think he's going to be the odd man out. As I looked closer, like I know he had that rookie of the year, but he's kind of struggled since then. He's struggling right now. He's missed Mm -hmm. so much time, but I mean, I think Winker, Hanager, and are definitely going to, you know, they start almost every day, you know, maybe Ty a, France, yeah, Ty France, maybe it's weird platoon where, you know, Winker sits against a tough left or your Hanniger sisters to give him a day off. But then you stick Julio on there. That's three outfielders right there. 
for some reason they keep playing Carlos Santana because he had a good first week for them, but it's a really <laughs> crowded situation really quickly. I mean, they got Jake Lamb, they got Sam Haggerty, you got Kelnick there for now. Like I, I'm worried that Kyle Lewis is kind of be the on man out, maybe be a, a two or three times a week kind of guy. Yeah, Suarez is going to play every day. Yep. Kennedy's going to play. Mo- I mean, Frazier is going to play most days. Adam Frazier is going to play most days. Um, yeah, Crawford, Crawford plays every day, but that shortstop doesn't affect these guys anyway. Right, right. But True. I think it's uh, I think it's really crowded and it gets really crowded really quickly once Julio comes back. Yeah, because like Sam Han- Haggerty has some abilities, has some skill, but he's not going to play every day, and that yeah. that's the thing. I mean, he's he's hitting three hundred five for crying out loud. He probably should be playing more, but he's not. Yeah, they just they just don't have spots for guys, and I think that uh, I'm holding on Lewis for one week, but I think he's going to end up being a drop next week. I might I might end up regretting not dropping him, but we'll see. So, yeah, uh, let's look ahead at week 19. It's a uh, interesting week here. We've got uh, we've got a, a handful of teams with seven games: Baltimore, uh, the White Sox, Miami, Arizona, Pittsburgh, and Miami. Uh, Colorado is home all week, so a, a fun week. And whenever we get uh, the Rockies at home all week, that's always a good thing. They have three against St. Louis and three against Arizona. We also have four teams that have five games. So it's a big week to uh, try to avoid some of these. The Dodgers have five, the Brewers have five, the Twins have five, and so do the Tampa Bay Rays. So it's a uh, it's a big disparity between some of these teams at the top and some of these teams at the bottom. There's some there's some a lot a lot of off days this week. Yeah, that's odd. Especially in August, you don't expect it. You think yeah. like this is like, you know, yeah, but this is probably like the last breath for a lot of teams. Uh, I Who was it that I heard? Uh, I think it was, they were, maybe it was the Mets that we're talking about. You're giving a player like a, a day off Wednesday coming up, and that was it. That's like you're done after that, or uh, something like something like that. Uh, so you're gonna get back. To, I think it was Lindor they were talking about. They're gonna because oh, yeah. they're gonna have the off day Thursday. I saw he's played every day since uh, since July first. Right, and I mean it does doesn't seem like that's that much, but that's today's day and age. But and he's uh, freaking he's raking too. Like he's yeah. having an awesome year, and he's playing great defense too. Yeah. Uh, but he, so yeah, they're going to have a game against the Reds. And I think it's a day game against the Reds at home. Then they have an off day and then they remain at home against the, the Phillies. So it's like a nice a time to recharge him. And then like, you're, you're in the rest of the year. Yeah. I Makes think that's yeah. those two full days. And then the, you figure the last week of the season, you probably get a couple chances to rest them. But for the, for the stretch here, you go, right. you go for him until you clinch and then you call it there. And that's uh, well, and you like, know, home fields, it's them and the Dodgers, right? I mean, yep. Hey, you know, I think they they're they're get, they have plenty of incentive to keep the foot on the pedal. Are they? And they are far enough ahead of the central that they don't have to worry. They, the buy is pretty pretty much locked in. I mean, they're what are they? Yeah, they're ten games up on St. Louis, so that that looks pretty good at least for the buy. But yeah, you're right. I mean, they're five games behind the Dodgers right now. That'll be a, that'll be a tough road. But yeah, if you can if you can pace NLCS against the Dodgers, you get Game Seven at home. Uh, that, that's a pretty big deal right there. Yeah. I think it's really funny. Yankees were like leading the free world and like the best record in baseball. And they've been tied by the Mets. They're a half game ahead of the Astros and the Dodgers are ahead of everybody. You know, the team and the Dodgers were pretty quiet, the trade deadline. And they added Joey Gallo. They added Chris Martin. They didn't go big. I mean, they got Freddie Freeman in the offseason. kind of like the Mets actually, for that matter. Yep. The Mets made strategic acquisitions. They just, you know, tied into what they needed and same with the Dodgers Uh, and the Dodgers have all these guys potentially coming back too. Yeah. That's the crazy thing with the Dodgers. They got all these injuries. I mean, Walker Bueller hasn't pitched for months. I mean, Kershaw's on the aisle now and they just keep rolling along win eight in a row. It's just, uh, they are, they're so well built. They're so deep. We've talked about it plenty. I mean, when you have, when you have money, but you're also really, really smart. It's uh, money and brains is a tough combo to beat. It's a really tough combo. Do you have any concerns at all about the Yankees, or you just think it's a little uh, little blip in the season that we see in every baseball season? Mostly a blip, uh, but 
I mean, yeah, the Cardinals. I mean, what a big series for the Cardinals. Uh, big week for the Cardinals. Uh, yeah, Yanko, going to the Yankees, I mean, they're still 70 and 39 after losing five in a row. Yeah. I'm they're not still, really that worried about them. Not yeah, that I would worry about them. They're still really, really good. They, they'll have to figure a couple things out, but I'm not I'm not especially worried yet. But uh, other other teams with week uh, with really good schedules in week 19, I really like the uh, the Arizona Diamondbacks this week. Uh, great schedule. We mentioned the three games at uh, at Coors against Colorado, but they also get four games at home against Pittsburgh. Um, if you're going to drop a perfect week, uh, four games against the Pirates and three at Colorado kind of sums it up pretty well. For the hitters, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you and I, you mentioned it in passing, and I also picked up Ian Kennedy in a league, so that's not so great. Yep. But the course part, at least. But yeah, you hope uh, Yopi pitches once on they have a three run lead on Saturday, and that's about the only time he gets in there. Yeah, uh, the problem is, you know, you want to catch Colorado the very first game of their homestand. I, I I always see, you know, I think the the research backed that up. Like first game was usually like the lowest scoring of all like yeah. the course field games, but. That is not an option for us, so we'll see. Yeah, Miles, Miles Mikolas is the one that will get the uh, – Mikolas will be the one that gets the first game there, so maybe that will help him out. He's got uh, two starts this week at Colorado home Milwaukee, so maybe he'll get a little bit of a benefit from that being the first game of the uh, the course homestand. Yeah. yeah. My, my, but trying to predict that is fraught with peril. Watch, it'll be Dakota Hudson and his, put, his patented put as many base runners on as possible and get yeah. out of the jams uh, method working for him there not an ideal strategy for cores but uh, the other team i really like this week uh the thing with arizona is there are there are some guys you can pick up there there's uh you know we talked about jake mccarthy a little bit last week uh, alec thomas is probably taking there but at least with it that's not a team with like the dodgers the yankees where everybody's everybody's rostered so if you get some sneaky arizona guys this week i do really like them if carson kelly is out there i love him as a catcher this week he's probably taken in most leagues but if you play in a, in a, a more shallow league uh, he, he's possible too he's been really really good since uh about the last uh, month and a half or so. At least you won't it, feel as bad about him this week. Um, Jeff, too soon. All right, sorry. sorry. Yeah. It's not too soon. You're, you're in, you're, your striker's still in second place, right? Uh, third right now, but man, Sal Perez would look really good on that Oh, team. he would. He and had a nice week. 19 home runs and 45 <laughs> RBIs this week or something like that. It felt like he had four RBIs every night. I know he fully didn't. I have him on one team. I think he had seven this week. But like seven for your catcher is a massive number for one week. Yeah. Uh, the other team I like this week, uh, I like the White Sox a lot this week. They do have a double header snuck in there, so it's not a pure seven game week. They're off tomorrow, but uh, four at Kansas City, three against Detroit. That is a really nice, uh, nice setup for offensive players right there too. It sure is. Let's uh, let's jump into Fab. It was an interesting week. We had uh, so many of the you know the fallout from trade deadlines. We'll talk about closers in a second. That's kind of where it uh, where most of the trading stuff kind of opened some guys up. Uh, but starters, starting pitchers. Um, again, I kind of found difficult once again, it's a really bad week for two star pitchers to pick guys up. There are just, there's a couple studs who have two and then kind of a lot of no names, but, uh, Edward Cabrera kind of topped the list, at least in 12s. He was 75% rostered in 12 team, 12 teamers in the NPC, uh, NPC, uh, online championship, but, um, you know, 25% available, but, uh, Cabrera looked really good in his, uh, his, uh, comeback start this week. He is at, uh, I'm looking at his matchup here. He is at, uh, at Philadelphia. So a little bit of a tough matchup this week, but he's someone that I think that you can, uh, pick up and use most weeks here down the stretch if he stays healthy. Agreed. Uh, he had that, you know, he went like, was it five no hit innings or almost five against yeah. the Cubs on Friday? Kind of caught me off guard. I'd kind of, you know, filed him away a little bit because I don't think I have him too many places uh, or any places for that matter. Uh, and yeah, he looked really good. Sneakily, this Marlins rotation is, is kind of fun. Yeah. Uh, you know, Pablo Lopez has had his ups and downs. Luzardo looked really good today. You know, yep. I think the Cubs make players look good. Braxton Garrett quietly has added a lot of strikeouts to his repertoire. 
like Trevor Rogers can take his time coming back. So he, uh, he's, I think he's throwing a rehab outing on Tuesday and then there's a chance he starts with them on Sunday. I don't know. I, I still have him and I don't even know what the heck to do. If he's going to start, I, I think I'm going to have to watch at least one start before I put him back in there. Who, who's the odd man out? Or are they going to go six man? I think they're going to go six man. Cause they have a double header on Saturday. Yeah, they got. I, I see right now. Blyer is like penciled in as the starter for that. Is and that, Rogers uh, is coming that back on Ro- Sunday. I just see R. Blyer. That's not Richard. Rocky Blyer. That's not Rocky Blyer, right? No, no. He 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 would be a tough look. But Richard uh, Ro- Richard Blyer is thirty five. Oh, I don't. You know. I think it's like an opener situation. Ah, maybe. that could be. Yeah. And the crazy thing with this situation is they don't. They, they have two. They have Sixto Sanchez and Max Meyer who are you know hurt for who knows how long. Like they. Well, Meyer did had Tommy John, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. So I mean, yeah, he's gone. I don't know how still going. Sixto Sixto could be gone for a month or a year. I have no idea. It seems like he's, right. there, there's no that shoulder. Who knows? But I mean, they could have been really, really stacked next year. But 2024, they may be really good and still really young in the, in the pitching staff. Yeah, well, that's the but again, this is the problem with building around young pitching, right? As yep. uh, you know, you build the bat. I always like the teams that build the bats first and then add the pitching on top later. Yeah, I mean, every uh, everybody points to the Braves and how they develop pitchers and did that rotation or the A's, you know. Yep, Moneyball was written about those. No, it wasn't, it wasn't written about the three aces. No, <laughs> yeah, it okay. should have been. The reason they were good was Zito Mulder Hudson. We, I mean, every every fifth day, those guys were out there, so yeah. Um, who else did you like for starting pitchers this week? I have uh, one of my two main events. I need starters badly. I need strikeouts badly. My offense is great. I am just having trouble finding pitchers every single week. Um, did you look at either of the Baltimore guys with two starts this week? Uh, either Kyle Bradish, who looked pretty good his last two innings, or Jordan Lyles. Problem is the first starts against Toronto. The second starts at Tampa Bay. The first one seems really scary. Uh, you know, I know it's not in Toronto, but still. Right. Um, Daniel Lynch threw really well for Kansas City, but he's facing the Dodgers this week. No. Um, no yeah, offense. Ryan uh, Pepio, uh, who's a big prospect of Dodgers, might come up and pitch this week, but it sounds like it might be Andre Jackson, too. Like, I, I just don't know. It was hard to pick him up, not knowing if he's going to start this week. Right. Uh, Mitch White didn't look great in the start for Toronto. Well, I'm kind of naming some guys here that I was looking at, but who uh, was anybody you were really uh, targeting a starting pitcher? Because I had a lot of trouble finding guys this week. So I'm looking through my bids, and the two mains, we did not bid on a single starting pitch. No, Mitch White, we bid a buck on and like long down on our list. But are you, pretty, are you pretty good with pitchers where you don't really need anybody? That's the one where we're doing better in starting pitcher. Uh, we're yeah. starting to get a little bit of attrition there, but it was way no today. But uh, for us, but, uh, you know, we, we've built up a decent amount of wins and K's in that league. So, yeah, we didn't even, you know, we looked around, didn't find a whole lot there. Uh, we're, we're focused more on the relief pitching, which we're about to get to. Yeah. did have someone asking us, Jason Jablonski asked us about uh, Aaron Savali. That was, uh, uh, that's actually who I picked up in the, uh, where, where, that's who I landed on in that, uh, the league where I need pitching, uh, mostly because he's facing Detroit this week. He also may face Detroit next week. So I liked that combo uh, a little bit scary. He would get the white Sox next weekend, but you know, after two Detroit starts, I'll, you know, figure that out uh, when I get there. Right. Uh, Savali's had to figure cause he was horrible earlier this year. His ERA is over six, but he was pretty good. Uh, last year in 124 innings, he had a three, eight, four ERA. 112 whip. He does not walk many guys. So that does help the whip right there. Um, his last, his, uh, his last pitched, uh, he only pitched an inning. It's just hard to figure out. And that was when he got hurt. He came in and just boom, he was done. So it's hard right. to know. He pitched, I think he pitched 55 pitches in his, uh, his rehab outing. So it's a question of whether he can go five innings. Maybe they go up to 65, 70, but 
he jumped out to me as the name that maybe will hurt me the least. And if you're picking up guys in that with that as your as your thought process, you know you're in trouble. But uh, yeah, especially he, when said pitcher has a six ERA, right, and you're yeah. basically going on faith here that it's Detroit that's going to cure him. I was going, I was going mostly matchup and a little bit lean on. He was decent last year, but um, he's scary in terms of. But his bat's three fifty, so maybe you know his his ERA six one seven. His FIP is four two two. X is four one. It's in the low. It's in the fours, but still not great. Uh, but it's mostly Detroit. I'm just trying to, I'm trying to hope to play a good matchup with maybe someone that's going to throw five innings. My concern is that he doesn't throw five. That's the biggest problem for me right now. It's, it's a, it's a legit question. Um, and, you know, especially first time back. I mean, you know, and Detroit will sneak up on it. Now they're terrible, but they'll sneak up on some people a little bit here and there. Um, trying to look to see if maybe in my other 15, I bid on any starters. Cause yeah, it, it was pretty someone, grim. Someone in the chat mentioned Keegan Thompson. He was long gone. I would have, I would have picked him up for sure. He would, uh, he was, mm-hmm. he's been taken for a while. I would have done that. Uh, someone else. How about you say Kikuchi. I'm sorry. Yeah. I picked him, picked up last week. So, uh, that's, uh, that's where I'm at these days is, uh, but I did pick him up last week. I threw him this week. I think he threw five innings. Only had one run, had five strikeouts. Um, so I'm throwing him in this week. It's got, he's got two starts. Uh, he is, uh, at Baltimore home against Cleveland. Uh, I'm throwing it for sure. I need strikeouts and uh, he's looked okay. I think he has 10 strikeouts and two walks in his two start, two starts coming back. And he was good last year. Uh, he's obviously really bad earlier this year, but maybe he figured something out, but uh, yeah, he's, <laughs> I was actually a week early on him. That's how, that's how much I'm struggling with, with pitchers. Yeah. Um, Chris Bubich over his last five outings yeah. has an ERA, I think uh, around two something. Um, I, I know this cause I actually, he was in my waterfall. <laughs> You love it. Oh, uh, let's know. Uh, just had to do it because you always point out when I say it. So, uh, but last five starts, 284 ERA, 104 whip. I think he's had like four consecutive uh, quality starts, uh, including Boston, Yankees, Toronto, and Tampa Bay in those four starts. Yep. So he was, uh, and he's thrown six, six, seven, and seven innings last four starts too, which you really yeah. like. Um, he was in my waterfall too. The thing that worried me a little bit, it's uh, White Sox at Minnesota at Tampa Bay. The second one, maybe it might be okay, but. It love yeah. the outings. It's not great. It's not, not great. great. It's it's a little scary. Um, but yeah, but at I least mean, you'll get plenty of run support. Well, you might the way that Kansas City pounded Boston this weekend. You know, we we talked a lot about teams having bad weekends. What about the Boston Red Sox having a bad weekend? They, too? they specialize in bad weekends, man. They've had some horrible ones this year. I mean, you get pounded by Kansas City. I think they gave up 29 runs in this series against them. Just a note there. I love MJ Melendez. I love his swing. Six RBI yeah. days. Batting leadoff. And they're having him play the outfield a lot too. So yeah, they, uh, they traded Whit Merrifield, and all of a sudden I see Melendez hitting leadoff. You got to love that at the catcher spot. Yeah, uh, and I know we got some other Kansas City players we're going to talk about too, hitting wise. But yeah, um, I had Mitch White and Kikuchi is options too. But I mean, it's you know minimal enthusiasm for all of these guys. I mean, it's tough it to find yeah. it out there. Cabrera, if he's out there. I mean, that's clearly. Way better than anything. Uh, it that really, uh, right it really makes that Max Meyer injury hurt because that I, I saved some money and I went big on him and I was a guy that I thought I could throw out there every week and that one that one definitely stung. Yep. I looked at the open guys like James Caprillion. Blackburn's available. Blackburn's been awful the last month. Is he always over? Oh, I, been, I dropped him in a league yeah, this like, week. I looked at him like I just I, I was like oh he's an all star game he's a pitcher and I'm like I'm like yeah it's been really bad and I just feel like Caprillion, Jack Armstrong thinks that guy sucks. I mean there you go. Uh, someone pulled up the Jack Armstrong baseball card. I know that was sweet, win. wasn't it? Yeah. Um, what did you think about Angels? Cole Irvin uh, on, your, on RAs? I, I I like he's been really good. I like it except for if he gets a second start, it's at Houston, and I just want no part of that. I know no. he pitched. I 
think he pitched pretty well against them last time, but man, that is not a start that I want. I know the first one is the Angels, which I really do like. That's why I looked at Caprillion a little bit because he has just one start against the Angels. The Angels are really bad right now. Uh, yeah, Irvin with uh, seven innings, two earned runs against Houston on the 27th of July, two starts ago, and has had a really good run here of six starts in a row. So if I had him, I'd use him. I'd hold my breath for the second one, but um, he was taken in all my leagues, so I really didn't have a choice in it anyway. Thrill seekers only. Dylan Bundy. Okay. Kind of eh, but he gets the Angels. Angels are really bad. Angels are really bad on offense. Um, Dylan Bundy is not very good either. So, but yeah, uh, it's, it's a nice little combination there. He's been okay his last couple starts, I suppose. Yeah, I think you probably can get away with that one against the Angels, but um, not someone I was aggressively going after. Yeah. Well, let's talk about the relievers. It was kind of the fun part from the trade in. A lot of spots opened up. But first, a note from our sponsor, the Blue Wire Network. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. We appreciate everyone indulging us there. Appreciate uh, Blue Wire for uh, for the podcast all year long. Uh, Jeff, relievers were big. There was a lot of movement in uh, in relievers, a lot of movement set up guys. It was interesting that two of the bigger names that got dealt, where everybody's worried about, uh, were Pablo Lopez and David Robertson. It's like, oh, they're going to go somewhere and be set up, man. They both ended up spots where I think they're the primary closer. I know Philly didn't really name him that. And they're like kind of talking about mixing and matching, but he got to save up. Jorge this week. Lopez, right? Did I say Pablo Lopez? You did. Pablo Lopez almost. Almost got traded to the Yankees, apparently. Yeah, almost, yes. Yeah, sorry, Jorge Maybe he Lopez. would have closed. He could have closed for the Yanks, too. Who knows? My apologies to Jorge Lopez, who's been really, really good this year, but went to Minnesota, a spot where he will close. And it's, I mean, we were worried about uh, guys moving into set-up roles. Uh, that happened to Rizel Iglesias, of all people. The one that, like, we're like, oh, well, Rizel Iglesias is safe, and if he went somewhere, he'd close anyway, right? And he goes to Atlanta. 
where mm. uh, Kelly Jansen is the closer. And uh, it seems like it's a move for the future for Atlanta. They have, they have Iglesias' contract for the next three years, and Kenley's a free agent. But if you have Iglesias this year, that's that's a tough move right there. Yeah, I still think he gets a handful of saves, three to five, because Kenley is a, is rough on back-to-back sometimes. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, that, that's that, – Would that's, you have held Iglesias where you have him? I'm holding him where I have him. Well, unless – well, I'm, I'm actually trading him in the staff keeper league, but if I get a real offer on him. But, um, yeah. I think it, it all depends on where you are in, in saves and what you need to. I mean, if you have you have, a, you have a buffer either way and his three or five saves won't make a difference, I think you can drop him. But you got to figure the ratios will be good. He's going to have a chance for some wins in there. I think he'll still be pretty valuable in a deeper league. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, where is it that he – Jorge Lopez uh, – blew a save against the blue jays this weekend right friday maybe yes he blew one of those games yeah yeah he had i think he converted the first one he had and then he blew the second one yeah there was a lot of runs scored in that series until today but Uh, i think the big the big win in um in fab at least uh felix bautista he was taken in all the main events but he was 46 percent rostered in 12 teamers um and we talked about him for the last probably two or three weeks i think someone asked last week like one who's the one person you'd add and we both said Felix Bautista before the trade deadline, just because he's really, really good. I'm one seven seven ERA, a point nine WHIP, like thirty six percent strikeout rate. The guy's just been awesome. They had a they had a lay, uh, overlay of his pitches the other day, and like his fastball. And then he threw an eighty two mile an hour changeup to O'Neill Cruz. There just there was no way he was ever going to touch the ball. It was just one of those nasty pitches. Um, he was my top uh, my top guy wherever he was available. He was not available in my twelve teamers, but um, he would have been tops for me among all the closers that kind of fell into jobs over the trade deadline. Yeah, I agree. Um, I I wish I had him in more places. Uh, like I, you know, I scrambled to look. Oh, taken. Up, oh, taken. I do have him in my AL home league, and I've held I've held him for a long time because it's a four by four league. So top believers are still have value even before right. they become closers. So I might have stumbled into a couple of closers in that league, which gives me some hope. I saw Jeff answer the question in the chat. Would you drop Chris Morello, Nolan Jones? Jeff said Jones first. I would say both. So there's my answer there. I think yeah. That's a- Morell's just losing too much playing time right now for me to for me to hold him. Oh yeah, that's the problem is the Cubs didn't trade a couple of guys. Yep. And so they, you know, you know, they didn't Ian Happ didn't get dealt. Yeah. That everybody was like, pick up Jan Gomes two weeks ago, because when Contreras gets dealt, Gomes plays every day. And it's like Gomes had five oh. five at bats or something this week. It was crazy. So yeah. I am lamenting Gomes because he's we did that. Um and Tre- Jose Trevino was available in my uh, Vegas main. We got outbid on him. Uh, and, and, you know, getting a difference maker at catcher is so nice. I mean, For sure. Yeah. So the other closers, let's, let's, since you mentioned Trevino, let's talk about the Yankees right now first. I know it's a tough subject for you because you hope you do have Clay Holmes in the main event. Um, so Chapman was available in some 12s. I saw, I think he was taken in most of the 15s, but he's available in a lot of leagues. People play in their home leagues, their daily leagues. Um, do you think Chapman slides right into the job right now? I know Aaron Boone had mentioned that if they had the lead, Chapman would have thrown the ninth before Holmes blew it just to stick, you know, make it even worse for Holmes. You know, he was going to be the setup guy and still blew it. Um, do you think Chapman is just like the guy for the next few save ops here if he, if he gets them and converts them and kind of runs with them? I kind of do. I, do, uh, do I, I think it's going to be him. I'm holding, I'm not dropping Holmes yet because you know, Chapman could walk the diamond, you know, still too. It's possible. But sure. Holmes has actually got to pitch well to get that job back. It might be Efros. That's, that's the whole key. Well, Efros got smoked today. So maybe. Well, yeah, everybody either. got smoked today. So, yeah. yeah that's, he that's gave a three run homer to someone in the Cardinals. I the Youngs, maybe? Yeah, oh, you're the, right. I think it was. I think it was right. You're right. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm holding but benching Efros. I mean, uh, uh, Holmes this week. I tweeted wow. out like Friday. I think Clay Holmes has turned back into Clay Holmes. 
Yeah. You hope he maybe – he seems like he just has no idea. His release point's kind of all over the place right now. He doesn't know where it's going and hitting guys, walking guys. And then when he does when he does get the strike zone, he gets too much of it. It's just – you hope it's – uh you know, it was a really good four months. You hope maybe it's a little blip here. But I think Chapman gets the next couple, and if he converts it, he probably just runs away with it. Uh, but, yeah. you know, like you said, he could walk the diamond at any time, and they could get sick of him pretty quick too. So uh, in a 15-teamer, I'd be keeping Holmes. I dropped him in a 12-teamer, but I'm – something like 10 saves up on the rest of the league. And I have Clause and Hayter and it just didn't seem like it was oh. worth the, uh, worth the roster spot. Of course not. Well, yeah. I mean, you got those two. That's, that's huge. Clause is been, so good. Yeah. And I've been, I've been, I've been throwing three relievers all year so I can use some work and strike out. So I think it's just, just was the time to, uh, I just couldn't get myself to sit homes uh, for that, for that stretch. I mean, it was just so good. I'm like, uh, at some point we have to go down to two relievers, maybe down to one reliever, but now is the time to clearly do it. So hope it's yeah, bids on them. So, by the uh, way, before we move on, yeah. my favorite Emmanuel Class A note of the year, he's thrown 45 innings going in a day, and I know he pitched today, so I don't. I can add to that, but six walks. Six. It's not, so Dennis, it's not Dennis Eckersley, but it's pretty damn good. So, you know, you just you don't have that, you know, anxiety while watching him. And You mean every time Craig, Craig Kimball takes the mound, you're like, I just have no idea where this is going right now? Yeah. Uh, but can I, I yeah and I, i've got a lot of anxiety when it comes to closers too i'm, I'm annoyed at the royals they they pitched scott barlow today and it was like a 13 to 5 game yes it was that was weird what the heck is mike Matheny doing so uh, you, can go with, you can go with that as a common theme and through the last 10 years of baseball right there life yeah um i'm sure yeah closet closet did not walk anybody today by the way he did have two strikeouts and he faced three yeah. batters so it was uh he's just he's nasty i mean at least the royals are off tomorrow so uh, I'm going back to Barlow because I'm really is fixated on me here. So, Clause uh. and Diaz, the first two relievers taken next year, or is Hader still there? Oh, it's Clause and Diaz for me. I, me too. Clause Diaz, Hader, Hendricks, top four. Let me get back to you on digging yeah. in a little bit on Hendricks and sure. Hader. See, let's see how they finish the stretch run too. Yeah. Um, but I need, I, I need answers now, Jeff. Well, if you are in a keeper league <laughs> trading, that I mean, I guess uh, yeah. I'm trying to. Make I want to make sure I didn't forget anybody, but uh, but it's uh it's Clase and Diaz one two kind of in the Hater Hendrick spot from this year, right? I think so. I mean, yeah, uh, it, yeah, Helsley maybe. Yeah, I mean, he have to like they'd have to commit to him fully getting the. Yeah, job. he only has ten saves. I was gonna year, say so. I was gonna say when you're looking at that, look how many saves he has because I'm always surprised when I see that. He's so good though, dude. So good. He's sixty six strikeouts in forty four innings. Oh, he's he's filthy. I, I freaking love him, but it's uh. It's you need you need thirty something saves to be one of those top guys, and he's just uh, I don't know he's I was not gonna get that this year, but yeah, yeah I'm looking at it. I think it's Diaz. I mean Romano's probably fifth or sixth right in there somewhere, but uh, I think those are the definite top four or five right there. Yeah, yeah. And for all my Henry and Clay Holmes, he still has seventeen saves, a two twelve yeah. ERA, and a point nine six four WHIP. I mean, he's still a really darn good pitcher. So. For the for the few of the hiccups he had the last couple of weeks, it's still been a gigantic plus move. Yeah, exactly. So I, I maybe stand down just a little bit. It's just, it's been a frustrating week trying to catch saves. Yeah. And I mean, that, could, that's a category I really need right you now. You could see the Chapman coming and you could see every time, every time home because of a hit or a walk, you just, you just look because he had the, he had Chapman lurking there, which is always. Right. Always he had a chance to finish the conversation and spit the bit instead. Yeah. He has, you know, another couple of great weeks and he probably just keeps it for the rest of the year. Um, some other guys who uh, I guess fell into saves a little bit. Uh, the first is Jonathan Hernandez. That was more of an injury situation with uh, with Joe Barlow. Although Joe Barlow is on a rehab assignment right now. Sounds like he's going to be back sometime next week. So I'm 
I was worried there myself. I like Hernandez a lot. He throws hard. Uh, we talked about him last year when he was maybe going to close. Mm-hmm. Um, we got Ian Kennedy, who you mentioned. Uh, he got uh, he had two outings this this week. It seems like he's the guy now that Melance is out of there. Melance got the save today, but Kennedy had thrown Friday and Saturday, so I think that was more of a, right. a rest situation. And then Rowan Wick in Chicago is kind of last man standing. They traded Givens, they traded Robertson, they traded Efros. Um, we're back to Rowan Wick, who it feels like every year at this time of the year we're talking about can Rowan Wick get the job done? How did you rank those guys? Who are you? Uh, who are you kind of most going aggressively towards? I know you need saves in some leagues. So first of all, shout out to my scarf league where Wick and Kennedy were already rostered. Wow. Yeah, and that that that's pretty. Wick, you know, 15, Wick, same format as the main. Wick went surprising because they had to trade like three guys to get him there. Yeah, uh, they did. Uh, four guys. It was Robertson, Givens, Chris Martin, and oh, Chris Martin. That's right. I was forgetting about Chris Martin. Chris Martin's a good pitcher, by the way. Yeah. He may not be fantasy relevant but uh, right now, but he did get a win this weekend. Uh, but, yeah. So here's how I rated him. I, I ranked him Kennedy, Wick, Will Crow. Oh, okay. Jason Adam. I didn't have Hernandez available in this okay. one. Um, uh, Quijada. And then last bit of hope, Danny Jimenez, although I think he's like third in line, but. You know, it's just one of those like, okay, well, you know, we're, we need a closer. We're, we're desperate here. We're dropping loose, smoking Lou Trevino, so it's okay. You know, did you, you got a couple saves out of him, right? No, I, I think none. I, I, I think we got, we got him last. We picked him up on like this last Sunday. Okay. So he didn't do Jack this week, but uh, I don't so think I, we were close. I had them, um, Kennedy, Wick, Hernandez were my top three where they were, where Hernandez was available. Just, yeah, I like Hernandez a lot. I just think Joe Barlow coming back, um, clouds that situation a little bit too much for me. Right? It does. I think Kennedy is the, you know, I think they said committee. I think he's mostly the guy that maybe in a, a weird situation, they'll use Mantiply or I think Melanson. I mean, he, I gotta get the save today, but put two more guys on base. And, and then Wick was just kind of, like I said, nobody there. I kind of just punted on the angels altogether. You mentioned Kehada, there's Tapera, there's Jesse Chavez. Um, as I got deeper into that one, I just kind of felt like it was going to be too frustrating to deal with. And none of them really jumped right. out to me as guys. Especially because Kehada pitched the eighth on, what was it, yeah. Friday or Saturday? I think um, Chavez, Chavez came in for the save and blew it, right? The, right, it, which is always it, handy. It's uh, Jesse Chavez. Like We've seen this story many yeah. times. Like He's not yeah. going to be closing games. Uh, Tapera, who I think was good, was it last year he was good, has not been very good overall this year. So I was a little worried there. His ERA is over four. You know, strikeout rate was last year was 31%. This year is 19%. He's like a, just a different pitcher this year. I just It's hard to get behind that one too. Yeah. Were you interested in Crow at all? I like Crow. I just didn't have a feel for how long David Bednar is going to be out. It's not, it's not, it sounded like he wanted to pitch through it. And they said, you know, let's get the back calmed down, but it's a back like that could, he's had, you know, he yeah, stepped, it could be he, forever. He could yeah. step the wrong way and be out three more weeks. So, um, right. Interesting enough, Bednar got dropped in one of my two-minute events. I own him in the other one, so I wasn't dropping him yet, but he got dropped in one, right? Could use some saves, so I, I'm yeah. hoping we get some news before the end of next week. But uh, in terms of pitchers, I really I like Will Crow. I mean, I think he'll be solid. He he got the first save off with Bednar out. We thought maybe they go to Yeri De Los Santos. They did last time Bednar was out, but they went to Crow. I think it was Friday. Or when, oh, I guess it was Tuesday when we didn't know that Bednar was hurt. Um, they went right. all of a sudden. I you know I flipped it on. I thought Bednar was coming in. It turned out to be Crow. But um, yeah, if I if Bednar was out. Three weeks, I'd probably put Crow uh, second in that list behind Kennedy, probably. Yeah, and Crow's been good all year, yeah. too. I mean, he, he's had a he's had a really good year. Frankly, I'm a little surprised that he wasn't dealt at the deadline. But then again, I think he's got so little service time that it, they weren't. It wasn't an urgency thing. But you know, seeing what the Cubs get value for Efros, similar amount of service time, maybe even less with the Yankees. I, I would have thought Crow would have gotten dealt, but uh, we'll see. Uh, with the Rangers, uh, 
I think Barlow's kind of entering Rich Hill super blister territory. This has been a, <laughs> he's been out a while. Does he have a blister or something else? I don't even know what his injury is. It was a is. blister is what I thought it was. Um, at least that originally, maybe there was something else that I didn't, I missed. He but. seems like he's made more rehab outings than a, like a relief pitcher normally would. He, uh, I know he went from double A AA to triple A on, I think it was Wednesday. I saw that and he's going to make some final tune-ups, but yeah, you're right. It's just been kind of lingering. I just, I knew it was a finger injury. I didn't know it was actually a blister, but yeah, I thought it was a blister. Maybe it was an actual real finger injury, which would be different. Like if it was a tendon or something like that. No, it says a blister. Nope, blister. You're right. July 13th, July 13th. You're right. It's been like a month. Yeah, exactly. And it, it was like, it wasn't even a sure thing. He was going to go on the IL at first. Man, and that, that Ridge Hill super blister was freaking ridiculous for a while. Yeah. And the funny thing about that, uh, yeah, yeah, it was, it really was. It, it was not, it I mean, kept it was coming back weeks and weeks and weeks. Er, er. Mm, yep. Nice. Um, yeah. So I was, did you, did you, were you, Quijada was your guy in the angels? If you had to put someone on a list though, I mean, I just, yeah, he got the first save and he converted it. Um, it might've just been though. Chavez hadn't arrived yet. It was the day of the trade deadline and he got that save, but he's been around for a while. I mean, he, he's part of a committee. It was definitely like the lower end of the, uh, my, it's, it's hard enough but I got to get somebody, a, anybody. It's hard enough to have a set closer on a bad team. It's really hard to have a committee guy on a bad team. Yeah, but you know, often committees turn into a closer yeah, after you convert sure. one. Yeah, yeah, I would think that they, you get one, you get the next one. I think it'll work, but I just, uh, and I saw the walk rate on Quijada and I just kind of, I ran the other way. Yeah, and it's not like we have a whole category of how Phil Nevin manages a bullpen either. So, um, yeah. Oh, Phil Nevin. Uh, all right, well, let's get to, let's get some offense talking, Fab. First, a note from our sponsors at Caesars. The weather is heating up and so are the promotions at Caesars Sportsbook. Today, anyone who is at least 21 years old in a licensed Caesars Sportsbook stake. You create a new account and redeem the Caesars Sportsbook promo code of ROTO15. That's R-O-T-O-1-5. <laughs> the promo code gives new users a risk-free first bet up to $1,500. Visit caesars.com slash sportsbook or download the Caesars Sportsbook app today. Don't forget to use promo code ROTO15 when signing up. Uh, Jeff, let's talk some offense. Uh, I want to ask you about a couple of uh, a couple of rookies who got, actually three rookies who got called up. Uh, Miguel Vargas in L.A., uh, a pretty pretty hyped rookie. Playing time's a big issue here in L.A. Uh, they just have a lot of good players. Uh, Michael Massey got called up by the Royals by second base with Mary filled out. And Jose Barrero in your uh, your Cincinnati Reds playing shortstop hit two home runs on Saturday. Uh, Jeff, a 37% strikeout rate in AAA freaked me out a little bit. Does not sound good. Uh, were you in on these guys? Or are you worried about playing time? I think Barrero was there to, there to play. Vargas probably the best guy, but playing time's a big issue. Um, how did you kind of deal with these three guys today? You know, I uh... – I, I didn't go after any of them, really. Vargas, I thought, was a playing time issue. Massey, you know, I wasn't really on Massey. He wasn't one of those guys that I, I really was locked in on. But, you know, I turn, look up and see he's in the top 200 James Anderson's prospect ranks. He's got some speed. Uh, you know, 13 stolen bases and 15 attempts this year and between double and triple A. Had 12 the year before. He, he stole one uh, coming in, you know, over the weekend uh, going into the day's game. I don't think – and he was like two for three today, too. So yeah. – uh, you might be all right. We'll see. I, that was one I kind of whiffed on a little bit there. Uh, and you, you mentioned the speed. He's got 16 home runs, too. He had 21 home runs last year in high A. I mean, he's, he's come up the system pretty quickly. He was drafted in, uh, what was it, 2019. And then, uh, you know, obviously the 2020 problem where there was no minor leagues. And then kind of quick there. Hit for average throughout the minor leagues. He was uh, he hit uh, 325 this year in AAA in his short time there. 305 and 250 plate appearances in AA. So, you know. Good, a uh, little bit of speed power, good batting average, strikeout rate has risen as he's, as he's kind of moved up levels, but still a pretty good number there. Um, 
I just didn't find myself needing middle infielders more than anything. I just was not I was mostly being an outfielder. I have a lot of injuries in my outfield, but um, it seems like Massey is definitely interesting. He's 24. You got to think he's got a pretty good, uh, pretty good runway of playing time here with Merrifield out of there. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it could be. I was, I was off of that. He was batting seventh. I guess it was a Nikki Lopez that sat today. Well, what are we going to do without Nikki Lopez in the lineup? It's true. I don't know. I don't know what the podcast is about Nikki Lopez. We love talking about him. Yeah, um, well, it's, it's brings up happy memories of me and Fava Palooza where I spent so much on him there. It does. Uh, I'm looking though, but but it, most days, Wit plays third, Massey's plays second, and Lopez plays short. Right? It can work out without all of them can play. Right? Am I yeah, I mean, am I, am I missing someone? I don't think I am. Well, Dozier at third. I mean, he's he's. Uh, I guess you can play Dozier. Hunter Dozier's got a play, Scott. Yeah, but he could play left field or right, maybe. <laughs> They had Nate Eaton starting today in right field. I mean, there's that, places. Uh, that Adam Eaton's kid? Might be. Uh, Pasquantino didn't play today either, which okay. is interesting. Yeah. Uh, but and, and that I'm a little worried on that one there uh, because he I, I, kept, I keep on waiting for him to kind of catch fire, and that ha- really hasn't happened yet. Yeah, it feels like there's a lot of like hard-hit balls, and eventually you're like, I need those balls to kind of fall in at some point for this to work. But he's hitting 227 through 150 plate appearances. Um yeah, some of those hard hits got to fall pretty quick here for it to work fantasy wise. Yeah, they do. Um, Harley is really upset about Pasquantino, as you can tell. But seriously, uh, does does Harley have Pasquantino in a keeper league or something? No, he just has uh, separation anxiety from my wife. Anytime she like she's going uh, outside and uh, not with him. Well, that's. Um, I mean, you do the same thing whenever your wife's not around. You tend to kind of be mopey, also. Oh, clearly. Or anytime he goes too, <laughs> I do the same thing, but uh, just to emulate. Um, Real, real quick, tell me, give me 30 seconds on Jose Barrero with the two home runs on Saturday, but is it just too many strikeouts or what are we looking at here? Yeah, you know, Hammy Bone replaced uh, in, in spring. You know, often it takes a while even after you come back. Sometimes you can be, you can go off the hook like uh, Matt Olson did, but more often it's like Joey Gallo where yeah. it's a long standing issue there. And I think there's the latter here. He's also been way overmatched every time he goes to the majors, but he's, if you look at his minor league production before this year, it was there. You know, there really was, good, there yeah. was power. Um, was really good. Yeah, we, we were clamoring for the Reds to give him a shot last year. Yep, and said they Kyle Farmer had like the best month of his career. And so that gave him the job for the next 12 months. Uh, so there you go. But now the Reds have like shortstops at every single level of the minors that are pretty good prospects, including the great Ellie De La Cruz in double A. But you know, that, dude, Marte. that dude hit some bombs, by the way. I just see clips dude. of him on Twitter. My God, he hit some bombs. He's so fun. He's yeah. gonna be. He's gonna be amazing. But the Reds. I mean, they have just this. They're, they're stock full of shortstop prospects, and that's a good thing, by the way. Yeah. That's you know, shortstops can play anywhere except for catcher. I mean, they can literally play any other position. They're the best athletes on the field. You no, want they're, they're, yeah, in high school and college, like almost always the best player plays there. So it's just kind of yep. the way it works, especially in high school. I mean, anytime you draft there, the best player always plays shortstop. So, I mean, they, that this was an organizational weakness, and some people argue that they overreacted, but I don't think so. I think you can use them. In, plus, by the way, other teams will also need shortstops in the future if you do happen to have an extra one. I always remember the Reds were debating between Barry Larkin and Kurt Stillwell. They trade away Oof. Kurt Stillwell to the Royals, uh, and they got uh, – oh, and I, I, the whole point of this whole lesson was that they got a great pitcher from it. Um, from Oh, God. This is going to tick me off that I – from, Man, the, from the Roy, uh, Ted Power, Danny Jackson. Danny Jackson, thank you, thank you. It was driving me crazy, and Jackson was great with the Reds. Yeah, he was really fantastic with the Reds. That was it was a great trade. Point being is, these guys always have currency. You are going to find someone that needs a good shortstop. So, so Jeff, uh, stolen bases are a stat in fantasy baseball. 
there was a guy that got called up this week. Uh, 49 stolen bases in AAA for the uh, the Texas affiliate in AAA. Uh, 13 home runs, hit 300. Bubba Thompson uh, came up. He's played three games, already stole two bases. Uh, you never know with these guys if they're going to hit. I mean, mm-hmm. they stolen base specialists. You never know if they're going to hit. He strikes out a pretty good amount for guys who steals bases. He's 25% strikeout rate in the minors. We know that's probably going to jump up a little bit, but if you need stolen bases, you need bunches of them. This guy seems like he runs and he runs and he runs. Yeah, he also whiffs and he whiffs and he whiffs. He does. Um, he does. I, There's I, no doubt about that. His He is a huge batting average risk for sure. Yeah, I was asked about him. I did a, a two articles on the site. Uh, a reaction to the trade deadline. Uh, one breaking down every AL uh, team's trades and one every NL team's trades. And I was asked about Bubba Thompson there. I uh, And I pick the other guy pretty quickly over him. Um, And it's killing me again. I need to go and check the comments now and I can tell you who was asked, but uh, point being is I, I I had Bubba Thompson, like in a score sheet league as a prospect a long time ago. He can't man. He can't master the strike zone. And anytime you get a guy like that, I I usually am pretty far away. Yes. Sometimes you get Adelise Garcia and he can have a good campaign. He can help. You can just power through the strikeouts, but Adelise Garcia has got a, ton of talent too like he swings a bit too much but like just massive raw power too yeah i just McCarthy, I by the way was the compare the question uh, i go mccarthy um yeah but the thing with baba is like i just I, I just think this first time through and that you know first time through for guys probably four to six weeks like i just think the batting average and getting on base can be really tough but if i if i was desperate stolen bases i certainly would have been on him because you don't get guys who steal 50 bases in half a triple a season very often um, i think he's worth the risk if you need stolen bases but if you don't sure. or you're in the middle i just yeah, I, w- I would punt totally because i think if you i think there's a, it's a really good high percentage chance that it goes goes badly pretty quickly yeah you know the thing is i made this point about closers on twitter earlier today in responding to another question we're looking for mr right now not mr right yeah for sure and it's, yeah it's august 7th like you need somebody that's gonna be good the next two or three weeks the short sample thing can sw- uh swing both ways i mean pitchers don't necessarily have a book on him yet uh, it might come, it might come really quickly and he can strike out 10 times in the first week. And then everybody knows, uh, you know, don't throw fastball to this guy. He will strike out. Um, or, you know, he might fool people for a month and that's all you need really. Jeff, two questions in the chat real quick before we get to hitters. Um, Lourdes Gurriel, any thoughts on his lack of power? He had 21 last year, only five right now. Uh, I looked at him the other day. I have him in one league. I actually think it's mostly a little bit of bad luck here. If you look at his hard contact, it's actually up. His barrel rate's down a little bit, but I look to see if his, his ground balls are way up, and they're really not. There's, he still has too many ground balls, but it's the same as it was last year. You just look at home run to fly ball. Like For his career, it's a 15% home run to fly ball guy. He's at 5% right now. Like I think that uh, at some point, you know, it's just going to be one of those years where maybe he hits 13 instead of 20, but I think some are coming. Uh, I don't see a lot in his profile that's a lot different right now. I just think maybe he's just his home runs aren't going like the the ball is probably a, a probably a big deal. Except the guy that you know in 2019 hit 20 home runs and the ball helps him out there. I think it's a guy that you know doesn't have the huge massive present 450 foot home runs and maybe the ball's hurting him a little bit too. I think so. Happy Fun Ball was like his biggest year last. Well, that last year in 2019. Yeah. I mean, you go you dig into his numbers a little bit. I mean, his ISO this year is 112, but even in his best year is is, 20, is 264. That's pretty good, but that's his best year too. Uh, it was 190 last year, so he ran a little lucky as far as that goes. Uh, I think when you get guys who are like 20 home runs a great year, you always run that risk of them dropping 12 or 11 on you. It's just that, the way it is where you get the guy with 35 home runs. He's always going to hit some. And you just, you know, Gurriel needs those those little close ones or the to hit him in the right time at the right park. And I just think he's probably getting a little bit unlucky right yeah, now. 45% ground ball rate too. I mean, Yeah, it's huge. He's, he's, your margin for error is just small when you're not hitting that many fly balls. Right. 
The other question in the chat, uh, please rank the late season flyers. Jack Flaherty, Lance McCullers, Mike Soroka, or Luis Severino? Uh, Severino I would put last for sure because he's on the 60-day IL. So best case he comes back late September or mid-September. He's not going to pitch very much. Um, I think the probably the guy to be most interested is probably Lance McCullers. It seems like he's ramping up pretty well right now. I don't know what Houston's uh, plan is going to be, but he's going to throw him in the bullpen. That's what I would do. I think he'd be a really good bullpen arm for them. They already have five or six starters. Um, but I think McCullers is probably the probably the best. Uh, him and Flaherty are the only ones I'd probably be interested in. I don't think I'd want Soroka or Severino I haven't at seen all. anything on Soroka lately. Um, I mean, the, the fact that they're sending Anderson down um, – Maybe they think that's possible. He is, uh, he's expected to pitch in the simulated games soon. Like they just, yeah. that's, it's August 7th. There's no way I'm touching that as, as a, something that's viable in a fantasy league. Flaherty's a little bit ahead of that. Yeah, he um, is. He's, uh, I saw some quotes that he's going to begin a, begin a minor league rehab assignment soon. Um, I'd still put McCullers ahead of him because McCullers is already making some of the starts. So I'd go uh, McCullers, Flaherty, uh, big gap, neither the rest of the field. I'd agree with that. Um, and I think Milton McCullers starts. I mean, the fact is that yep. like a week ago, there was an OD who was stretched out to like three innings. I mean, you don't have him, you know, stretch out unless you think he's going to be capable of starting. They trade away Odorizzi. You know, they're going to want to stretch out. that, And they were, they've shown the willingness to go six man rotation. So I don't see that, that changing. Uh, so yeah, that, that, a, that'd be the path I'd go. Pretty good pitcher with a lot of strikeouts too. So if he does get some starts in that, I mean, worst case you're gonna get some strikeouts. He probably get some. You probably get some wildness coming off uh, coming off the injury. You probably get some rust and all that. But I think you at least get strikeouts. At least you're getting something from those starts. Yeah, I think there's actually a pretty big gap between McCullers and Flaherty too, for that okay. matter. Um, I, I mean, I, the idea of uh, Flaherty is pretty good, but you know, and they need someone that can take the ball in a in a playoff game, but. He's got to be able to prove he could take the ball, period. And the fact is, he was doing a lot of his rehab at home, and he's out here near us. He's in Burbank. So you're, um, you're probably right. I go McCullers, Gap, Flaherty, then Super Gap, then everybody else. Yeah. Uh, other other bats in uh, in free agency. Uh, I think that my favorite guy was, was Oscar Gonzalez, uh, who has not really hit for power, but I do like his power profile. He's about 60% rostered in the main event. He came back up this week from the injury. I did like him there. I picked him up in some onlines also. I think that he's hitting mill the lineup, which, you know, is obviously very important. Jeff, they, they DFA'd Fran Mill Reyes this week. I know. I, there had to be something there. That, I right? mean, you just don't I, give I, up on a guy unless – You get the demotion. You're like, you know, figure stuff out for two weeks. But then – it went to motion and DFA the next day. That was crazy. Well, if you remember during COVID, they had a problem with him. Like, you know, him like refusing to follow the protocols, went to some party or something like that. And I don't that, you know, I'll just say it sounds like there might have been a personality fit, and yeah. he probably didn't take the demotion very well, as uh, be my guess. But yeah, that, that's that's huge. Uh, you know, Rocky should claim him. Um, and he you know, he's expensive too by the way. So that might be part of it. But yeah, the Rockies should claim him. We can go LOL Rockies and how they did things. He'd be kind of massive in Colorado. That'd be a nice fit. Yeah. Uh, My guy that I went after this Give me your guy. I'd love to hear it. Nick Gordon. Oh, I love that. I had him in, I had him in, uh, had him in a top bid in one. I got outbid, but uh, he's playing what five or six straight games. He's, you know, you look at his, you look at his bat. He's always been a guy we look at for speed, but 49% hard hit rate, a barrel rate over 11% so far this year. He was batting fifth today. Yeah. Um, he is, I mean, Kirilov is out for the season. Uh, so, you know, he's got I, don't, some, I don't think that wrist is ever going to be right. Yeah. Uh, well, we'll find out after a surgery, right? Yeah. That's true. Uh, I mean, he probably should have done this originally, but yeah. How much did you get? Uh, how much did you get Gordon for? I'm curious uh, how popular 11. he was. Oh, that's a nice bit. I would, uh, I don't know if I would have won that. I would forget what, I forget what number I was at. He went for like 29 where I was bidding on him. though. Okay. 
Um, that's yeah, that's yeah. And I think we just got kind of lucky that there were so many other, you know, good players to go on here, but we're also seeing like the top bids go down. Like the highest bid in my main, in my Vegas main was 36. We had 42 players added, but 36 was the top bid. So yeah, we um, had a, we had a 51 for Jonathan Hernandez was the top bid. Okay. Not bad. Not bad. It was Will Will Crow and one at 36. The other one, it was Derek Hall at 35. He was all right. Yeah. He had a, he had a good week this week. So I guess I could see that, uh, see that working out. Were you after Uh, Joe Adele anywhere? uh, I've given up on Joe Adele. Okay. Uh, At least, at least for now. Yeah. Can I, I uh, I was kind of backing in the start of the year and now I'm just, uh, I just, it just strikes out so much. It's just, it's tough. Would you like to take a bite of a Lars Newt bar? That was uh, I was in my waterfall, as uh, as Jeff Erickson would say. I actually, uh, yeah, I think he's. he's I, I looked and it's like there's just not a lot there. Uh, he's playing a lot. I think he's played uh, six or seven straight days, which is which is key. I mean, we're looking for playing time at this point. But every time I looked, I was like, oh, he had. He's never hit more than like six home runs or eleven. I guess eleven home runs last year across AAA and the majors. But five home runs so far this year. Uh, but he's hitting two twenty six. I don't know. He's just kind of. I looked at him as every time I was like, oh, I'll pick up this guy. I just kind of got. I kind of got blah by him. Yeah. Um, I, it's just playing, playing time. Playing, I playing, time playing time's king right now. Yeah. And, you know, Cardinals are hot. You know, figure Yepes coming back eventually will be an issue for them. But they didn't, you know, they traded away an outfielder. They traded away Harrison Bader. So there, there's a little bit of long term. That was a strange ass, that was a strange ass trade, by the way. Oh, I think it was a great trade for the Cardinals. I mean, Bader's in a walking boot for like the next month. Yeah, I, I don't understand the Yankee side of it. I guess they're thinking they'll get him in September, and he's a true center fielder. Yeah, he's, I um, mean, elite, elite, elite defender. Like, he's a phenomenal center fielder. There's no and doubt. Yet, but. giving up on Montgomery like this one. Montgomery had a bad outing last weekend against the Royals, only went four after being given a lead. And, you know, that's kind of a theme for him. Like, he pitches okay, but he doesn't go deep. Even when he beat the Yankees yesterday, he went five. And yep. I think he had some cramping. I think he said it was just the heat. He, he was adjusting the heat and humidity or whatever. But I don't know. There's there's something there. You know, he always seemed like he was running into bad luck. He's had like eight decisions all season without missing a start. Yeah. So it's just kind of weird. Well, like adding, adding a guy who's um, hurt for a month and then who knows how he comes back just seemed a little bit odd yeah. to me. But he is a great center fielder when he plays. So there, there is that. And they uh, they have a center fielder right now, Jeff, that is absolutely brutal in Aaron Hicks. He was he broke his 0 for 33 streak this week or today with two uh, two infield singles, but he's been a disaster for them. Yeah, and the thing is he used to be an elite defensive center fielder. I don't think he's that either. Yeah, he had the uh, Tommy John, so the arm the arm used to be unbelievable. I think it's yes, still pretty good, yes. but and he used to be faster too. And it's just I think he's bulked up a little bit and it's just not not the same guy it was out there a couple of years ago. Excellent golfer, by the way, Aaron Hicks. Oh, I did not know that. Yes. And apparently so is Jeff McNeil. All right. So you may, you may be a better outfielder than him, but he's a better golfer than both of us. So yeah, but he probably hits it like 220 with his driver. Uh, he apparently was I'm debating. Kidding, I'm sure he yeah, he, he was debating between going you know, college golf and college baseball. Apparently. Oh, wow. Yeah. I heard that on the Mets broadcast this weekend. Very nice. Mm-hmm. Anybody else that you guys were looking to add on offense? Any uh, any Daniel Vogelbach action? Anything at all like that? Anybody else you guys were looking at? Um, I mean, it was it, it was definitely uh, Gordon was our priority, which was nice that we got him. It, you know, that, that, that's a rare thing. Uh, we you know, Newt Bar, Oscar Gonzalez was on our list. Yeah, um, gotta ask you for the last guy. Save the last guy for last guy. Picked him up everywhere. Is uh, Eloris Montero. I looked. Uh, we as before we started, we I looked up the pronunciation. I, that's how the AAA announcers for his uh, prior team say. Right. So I'm going to stick with that. 
Um, I looked closer. I really liked. Uh, I really liked Montero. I think that uh, I have no idea if or when Chris Bryant is coming back. I think that uh, you know that he's played 42 games. That foot's a problem. You look at Montero. 15 home runs. Hit 310 in AAA. I get that they play in an offensive park there, but he does in the majors too. They have six home games this week. He was a cheap ad. He's playing every day. He's played the last six games. He had two hits today. Um, as I looked further and further, third base has been kind of weirdly tough for me in a couple of leagues. But he's got uh, he has hits in six straight games, seven straight games. He has two hits in three straight games. Going home for six games. I really like Montero as an ad this week. They would they came across uh, actually pretty cheap. Yeah, uh, in, in that same vein, Jonathan Daza was available yep. in one of our mains. We picked him up uh, for just a buck. Yeah, I mean, him and Jose Iglesias not going to hit any power, but, you know, good good batting average, get some runs in there. Um, yep. Six home games, I think, you're, you you know, you're going to start those guys at home for half weeks over, you know, some of these fringy guys. But uh, the only I, thing I don't uh, like is he doesn't run. Uh, which guy is Daza? Daza. Daza. Yeah. Sorry. He doesn't hit for power either, Jeff. I'm aware of that. <laughs> um, He's got – he does hit for average. Though. He's hit 301. He's got 38 runs scored. Uh, you're looking for two categories. You're only playing him at home. I think that's uh, – that's yeah. very welcome as long as you don't decide you want to play him on the road sometimes. The poor man's Luis Arias, but uh yeah, yeah very, very poor. Yes. Hopper's um, man. But I uh I do like Montero a little bit. I like uh I like what I, what I what I what I saw when I looked at him. He's hitting the ball hard. He's only he only has 53 plate appearances, but a 13% barrel rate, 53% hard hit rate. He hit 28 home runs last year across double A and triple A, where he's hit 282. So it's like uh, he had a little bit of a, a strikeout issue in 2019. He seems like he's fixed that. He uh, he struck out less no, last year. We struck out. He only struck out 21 percent. 21 percent last year. The majors. Year. Yeah, 53. I uh, yeah, for the first time through, he struck out like 40 percent of the time. So it's been yeah. one bad. walk, 21 Ks, 39.6 percent K percentage. It's been it's been bad to start, but it seems like in the major in minors he fixed his 2019 issues. We'll see if he can do it in the majors. Okay. But you're 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 right. The first time around, it's it's probably going to be tough. Um, I don't know. There's a love here and it plays in Colorado. I, I like this one as an ad and you know, it was cheap. Sure. Uh, so we'll see what we get after a week and see if he's a hold or kind of a, a drop back into the, into the pile. I think he's fine for this week. Yeah. And I think he's just like, uh, you know, you know, just, just like Daza, but even he's better than Daza cause he can hit for some power at least. But for the most part, he's, he's definitely someone you don't, uh, you know, you don't, don't ever use on the road. Yeah, I think that's that's pretty fair. Unless maybe he goes to Arizona, really got a few small spots, but I think he'll be a he'll be a home play for sure. He was a part of the Arenado trade. Well, there you go. Now he's destined to be perfect. Yeah. Well, no, he's destined to. Well, sorry, he's, he's probably cursed, but uh, because of that, but yeah, uh, it's probably true too. You won't get gombered by him. You can't get negative points like you do a starting pitcher. I mean, you might go yeah. for thirteen or something like that, yeah. but. But uh, I, I like the improvements he made the last couple of years. We'll see if it sticks in the majors. Obviously, we talked many times the first time through is tough. But uh, I liked him as an ad this week. I think uh, hopefully sure. it's going to work out. I can buy it. Uh, a few news and notes here before we get out of here real quick. Um, George Springer on the 10 aisle. I feel like this is inevitable. He's been kind of like missing a, every third game with the elbow inflammation. Then he, you know, he swings and he grabs it and he plays the next day. Um, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but it felt like he needed to take a break and kind of get this worked out. Yeah, and – Toronto's kind of opened up a little bit of gap on the wild card. So that helps a little bit. Uh, but yeah, I mean, they, they had, they had greater ambitions and they're not going to come anywhere close to the Yankees, but is there uh, anybody that really benefits from that? I guess, I guess Tapia probably plays more. He was already kind of playing a lot. I thought he was playing a lot. I was trying to figure out who might quit benefit. Merrifield actually. Oh, I guess that's, bit. I guess they, I guess they add Mayf- Merrifield was there too. So yeah, that's, that's true also, but I guess yeah. Tapia probably instead of losing time, Tapia will probably stick with the time he had, I guess. Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Biggio maybe plays a little bit more. 
just in the spillover effect. Uh, they put Merrifield in the outfield. And, you know, that's one way you can look at it there. But yeah, it's 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 not ideal, but uh, especially because it hurts him at the top of the lineup too. Ronald Acuna was scratched today with some lower body soreness. I watched the game yesterday. He seemed like he was laboring, running the bases. I'm a little worried that that might be a little more than lower body soreness. It seemed like he was really struggling. On it. He had a double yesterday. And it seemed like he was really struggling coming around the bases. And then I think he pinch hit, right, today? Oh, did he pinch hit? Oh, that's, that's a good sign, at least, then. Uh, let me double check on that, make sure I'm not, like, full of it, but uh, more full of it than usual. Did they make him face DeGrom or Diaz? Uh, no, it was earlier in the game, so it was okay. DeGrom, I think it was. He did. But... He, he pinch hit for uh, Rosario at, at one point, probably when probably when uh, Yoli Rodriguez was there. I think he hit a good uh, good ball that just got robbed. He got robbed on, if yeah. I recall correctly. I just uh, I like Steven the lineup because I think that I was a little bit worried watching him kind of run around yesterday. Uh, Kyle Tucker missed the last four games with illness. It sounds like they have not said anything about COVID, but it just sounds like illness. But that's a quite a four games is a bunch. So hopefully he'll be back soon. Uh, obviously check lineups on Kyle Tucker. We mentioned Fernando Tatis already. Julio Rodriguez should return Wednesday or Friday. If you play in a league with uh, half league moves, that is very helpful because you can put him in over the weekend. If not, I think you're playing him anyway, right? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah. Going back to the Astros real quick, they got yeah, shut yeah. out by Quantrill and McKenzie in back-to-back days. Their offense is brutal. It's brutal this weekend. Every time I have multiple Astros, every time I looked, I'm like, oh my god, they didn't score. It's like, yeah, it was uh, it's a little rough. I mean, you get you get those kind of moments in the season, but yeah, they need to get the offense going because it was. And meanwhile, it was Luis Garcia was pretty shaky uh, against Cleveland on Saturday, and he's kind of been a little shaky lately. You know. We've gotten a lot of strikeouts from him over the course of the season, but if you take a look at him a little closer, you know he he's not a set it and forget it pitcher any longer. Uh, it's interesting. I not uh, I don't have him anywhere, so I'd not really noticed how much he's been struggling. Yeah, you're right. He's ERA's almost up to four now. Yeah, and you know I've got you, you've gotten your K's out of him, 117 and 112 innings. But just look, you know, o- over his last few outings, there's a there's a three, there's a four. You know, he's stabilized. Those four runs against him against Cleveland came early against the Guardians. Uh, but Oakland got him for four and five and two-thirds. That's not surprising. Oakland gets yeah, RAs. Yeah, I mean, um, you, can't, you can't stop that. 18 homers allowed so far in 20 starts. So it, it's a little bit of a gopher ball issue for him, too. That's a, that's a good call. I like that. Uh, we mentioned Clayton Kershaw. Uh, went on the aisle. It sounded like it was going to be quick, and then he got an epidural on Friday. Now there's no timetable for his throwing program. Oh, so boy. I – uh, I don't love I don't love the sound of that. Obviously, he's had multiple back issues in his past. So that when he came off the mound, I think he said, "It's my back," and that's like the last thing you want. You know? And it was immediate too. Yeah. Like you don't want it. You don't Roberts want an arm injury, the but then you don't want a back also. Like it's yeah. just. Oof. Let's just keep him away from Mike Trout's doctors. Otherwise, he's going to be like <laughs> they're going to make up diseases for him. Yeah. Uh. Uh, yeah. You mentioned Alice Kirloff uh, done for the year. Uh, Anthony Rizzo missed the weekend with some lower back tightness. We talked about backs a bunch of times today. Uh, you know, never good there. Obviously, you want to see him in the lineup. Uh, they play. They do play tomorrow, but they're late game. They're at Seattle, so hopefully, you get some lineups there. Um, other than that, we mentioned Aaron Savali returning. Uh, Trevor Rogers. We already talked about Travis Darno had some lower leg issues. He should join the re- rejoin the Braves by next weekend. They don't think they're going to put him on the IL, so he should be back. Um, Mickey Moniak, you tweeted about uh, earlier. He was going to be full time playing time with the Angels. Broke his finger, so he sounds like he's done. Uh, maybe not for the year, but for uh, for a long time here. Yeah, they backtracked on a little bit. Their initial initial report was out for the year, and then they said no, not out for the year, but it's going to be a while, and it it still could be. But it's a it's a it's it's tough for him because he was going to get a real chance to play every day for the Angels. Yeah. Um, and now he won't. Last guy I want to ask you about before we jump out of here, Jeff. Uh, JD Martinez with the Red Sox. Um, one of those guys that I have on a team and I just don't even think about. It. I just put him in the lineup every week, and I'm like, oh, JD Martinez is playing. He's in the lineup, good to go. Um, 
Jeff, he has nine home runs this year. I have no I idea what's going on. He has nine. He had 28 last year. He's got nine right now. It's very strange. Like you look at his numbers and a lot of stuff's most say maybe it's kind of a Lourdes Gurriel thing where he's a little unlucky in the ball, but nine home runs is killer for JD Martinez right now. Well, and he was on fire to start the season too. Yeah, I don't know. If... Like 330 for a long time. Yeah. Um, the problem with that, this all too is that he, you know, the COVID year 2020, he really struggled. Yep. Um, and you know, he blamed like the lack of video and all that. There, oh, that's right. The, you remember the, that? That's right. The accelerated start was. Remember, we were making up lists of JD Martinez excuses. <laughs> uh, I'm concerned. I, I am concerned. I turned down a trade for him in a like a, a long-standing keeper league, or is a score sheet league actually. But you know, where you know, because he's not going to help you defensively either. And in, in, in a sim game like that, right. you need if you're not going to help you with if you're not going to hit for power and you can't play defense, what are you doing? And a roto um, league, he's not running. He has you know not going to steal any bases. So there's no. there's that also. It's just uh, it's wild. It's one of those guys that I just kind of set and forget. And uh, maybe he's at the point here where you know that should not be so. Maybe he's a schedule kind of play and, and platoon with some guys. You look at, I mean, his hard hit rate's still pretty good. The barrel rate's really you know really good better than it was last year. He's not hitting a ton of ground balls. Just they're just not going out. And you just wonder. You wonder ball, you wonder he's 34, maybe just not quite as much on it, but nine home runs is uh, concerning on, eight, on August 7th. Yeah, uh, absolutely. And he's a free agent at the end of the year too. And so that's not looking too good. He exercised a player option. You know, he had an opt-out, I think, going into this year. Like they were worried about him opting out. You know, he made the right call not opting out. Uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm concerned about him for sure. Absolutely. Not as much as I am about our guy, Nelly Cruz, but. Do you think we finally got there? I mean, it's hard. It's hard to conclude otherwise. I, I, he's a cut in twelves now. I'm seeing a lot of places. I haven't cut him yet, but because I'm loyal and stubborn and stupid. But um, and even he's a bench. I think he's even a bench in a fifteen because you can't understate, you know, how much it ties your hands when your DH DH only guy is tying up your UT spot and not hitting. I mean, it's been a bad year for those guys. Fran Mill Reyes is terrible this year and now yeah. gone. Um, that's a lot of damage. You're using high draft capital and roster spot capital. Yeah, I mean, you look at his numbers, they're they're down, you know, hard hit rates down, still really good, but eight home runs, kind of the same as JD hitting two, but he's hitting 230. At least JD's hitting 280. Mm-hmm. Um, and now, I mean, that Washington lineup is brutal now, too. So there is that also. That's just it's it's sad, as you know, one of my favorite players, and he is 42. It's it had to come at some point. Everybody was banking on it four or five years ago, and we've been We've uh, we've uh, got the benefit of that for many years, and it uh, it might be the end of the road here. Yeah, all this time we're like, well, you just didn't like hitting in Tampa Bay. Well, maybe it was that he was showing other signs too, and I, we didn't read that properly. So cool. Well, Jeff, I think it's uh, good to go. Anybody else you want to talk about on here? No, I think we're pretty thorough here. I think Tom Kim just made another birdie, by the way. Oh, I like him. Dude, I like him. Too bad our golf league isn't a keeper league. Well, except for the fact that the rest of my team stinks. But if I got Tom Kim for the minimum. I'd be happy dude, with that. Dude made a quad on the first hole on Thursday morning. One by five strokes. <laughs> a quad. I mean, it's unbelievable. I know. Yeah. It's unbelievable. I think I texted you that morning. I'm like, oh, well, so much for our Tom Kim. Uh, that's done already. And yeah, clearly he uh, he showed me who was boss there. But uh, yeah, exactly. Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening to the Rotowire Fantasy Baseball Podcast. We always do appreciate it. Could you please rate or review the podcast. That would be appreciated. Also, uh, other than that, hope everybody has a great week. Uh, enjoy uh, enjoy these some of these pennant races and games here as we get into the uh, the dog days here in August. We'll be back at you next Sunday night. Hope everybody has a great fantasy week. Uh, take care.